Welcome to the Mosh Zone, episode 64, volume 64, week 64, number 64. How you going, guys? How's your week been? Thank you for tuning in. This week's guest is Brooke from Impending Doom, and that will be coming up later in the show. So I thought I'd start this week's show off with a little bit of a reminder, a little bit of housekeeping segment. So guys, as you may or may not have heard on last week's episode of the podcast, we have a few playlists going on in Spotify nowadays. We have the Mosh Zone guest list. Make sure you're following and getting into this playlist. This has songs featuring all of our guests that have been on the show. It's a great way to crank some tunes there's a bit of every style going on here and also it might open your eyes to a possible guest you might have missed that's been on the show and then you can go back into our many episodes and listen to that chat we've also got the mosh zone cranked the mosh zone cranked is a bit of our playlist that features some of the best new hottest tracks going around from every genre from every taste Make sure you're following both of those playlists. The other bit of housekeeping this week is we need to remind you guys that we now have a friendly, welcome, open, conversational group on Facebook called the Mosh Zone Community. This is a place where you can come with your feedback for the Mosh Zone. It's where you can come with questions for the Mosh Zone. You can also just interact with other metalheads, other heavy metal fans. And we just want everyone to come together and help grow this Mosh Zone community. There's a bit too much segregation going on and we want a place where everyone come together and feel a part of a community. So make sure you're checking out the Mosh Zone Facebook page and you'll find the Mosh Zone community on that page. Last bit of housekeeping for this week is need to remind everyone if you're on iTunes listening to this podcast help us out with a rating and review give us one give us five tell us how good we are tell us how much we suck just get on there help us grow this show a bit more things like ratings and reviews are really vital to this show growing we don't get paid for ratings and reviews what it does is it creates an algorithm that helps the show get out to more listeners of podcasts so it's not just itunes where you can do that of course if you're on podbean cast box if you're on soundcloud if you're on spotify make sure you're following it if you're on spotify all of these little things are really vital to helping the show grow and the other part that's vital to helping the show grow is on our facebook page it says would you recommend this page help us out say one star say five say three and write a little blurb that also helps us grow So that's it for housekeeping. Let's get into the part of the show that you're all tuned in for. This week, I got a chat with Brooke from Impending Doom, an absolute legend. I want to take this moment to say that I think it was really important for me to get someone like him on the show, not only because of what he's done in the heavy music industry, but because of his thoughts, his faith, and just a nice different perspective for people to listen to. Whether you have a belief in God or not, I think it's really important that we open up dialogue with everyone of every style. Another reason it was really important to have him on the show is, apart from his faith, and he is a really good talker, was someone like myself, I got lost in life for quite a while, 
And part of recovering and getting back on my feet was I went to church, I discovered some faith, and I discovered life, and I discovered myself. And impending doom for me during that period were very important, and they still are today. I believe that everyone has their choice to do what they want to do. They can believe what they can believe. But I think you also need to respect and give people like Brooke the time of day to give his story. People will possibly react negatively to this. I don't want you to react negatively to this. If you don't want to listen to this, then that's fine. If you want to come in with an open mind and have a listen to a man who's very well versed, very entertaining, and just another dude like the rest of us, then I think you're going to be in for a great chat. There's a bit of everything going on here. We touch on his discovery of faith. We discuss his discovery of music. We discuss the band along the way. We discuss society and where it's going today. It's very open, very insightful, and for me, probably one of the most powerful and rewarding conversations I've had for the Mosh Zone. So I've just got to take this moment to say thank you, Brooke. So much love, so much respect, so much appreciation for you taking time out for me and the Mosh Zone. That chat with Brooke is coming up now. Um, First thing I've got to say is um, kind of very inspirational um, what you band, your band did for me um, in the early really? 2000s. I kind of discovered you guys by chance when I, I went to church and... Okay. I was an alternative kid. I wasn't really getting accepted and okay. discovered some music. You guys were one of those bands that I discovered and I was like, wow, there's actually some heavy stuff here that has, has the message behind it. Um, so followed you passionately ever since. Um, it's meant, wow. meant a lot um, for especially a tattooed alternative guy. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That there were heavy bands. Um that I could yeah. get into um, that had something behind it. Um, because I wasn't into all of the bands that were like Skillet and Pillar. Oh, heck, no, absolutely yeah. not. No, no, those are like my, um, yeah, the, I was like, I started this band not for those kids because I was going to death metal shows uh, pretty early. I mean, I was probably 15, 16 years old. Mm-hmm. And I, and I just resonated with those bands, just like those people, you know, just like I had a lot in common with those, like really like dark music, mm-hmm. but, um, but I, I wasn't a Christian at the time, but I felt like I needed to bring some sort of hope or light to the, not that they like need it, but mm-hmm. just because I felt like it, it was necessary to have not just all this dark, 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 dark stuff there needed to be something that needed to be okay. Well, if you, you know, if you are in a bad spot and you, but you do like this music, you don't only have to listen to this, right? Like yeah. there's, there's a, there, there will be another band and that's what I wanted doom to be. So I wanted doom um, to really, my goal was to never really play with Christian bands. Not that I like, hmm. not that I like, like if I got offered a Christian tour or, to play with Christian bands, like I would turn it down, but that wasn't my, my goal wasn't to play every Christian festival, Mm. every Christian tour, Mm. only do Christian this, and then like stick in this bubble. 
that oh, way. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. You, you, if you're not playing to those audiences, you can get out to more people. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and, and, um, I was making, uh, connections with all sorts of like death metal types, you know, mm. that didn't believe in God. And we we're just bros, you know, we we're just dudes. So, and we connected on that level. It was like, Hey, you're a guy that likes heavy metal. And so do I. Right. And like, um, but I wasn't really a Christian in the beginning, but then I, um, just through the living kind of a bad life, mm-hmm. being around a really bad environment, um, it like being in a bad environment can either push you to be like, influence you to be a, a bad person. You know, if mm-hmm. your dad's an alcoholic, you might become an alcoholic, you're a woman beater, whatever you can go down that path. Mm-hmm. Or you can say, hell no, it's going to stop with me, right? And so that's kind of what I did. I saw all the negative and all the bad and horrible stuff that – because I grew up in a real, you know, tough area. Mm-hmm. And I see seeing all this bad stuff going on. And it pushed me to, you know, to Jesus mostly. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what it just – it pushed me to that. And But I always loved really dark, heavy mm crazy music i would just that's just what i liked i didn't i don't i still to this day can't stand happy music like <laughs> pop pop punk is like my all-time oh, like i think yeah. i think pop oh, punk oh. is satanic oh it's horrible <laughs> so i mean you you kind of touched on there with like music so do you remember a band that kind of woke you up to music being a thing was there a was there a band that you went cool 100 wow 100 percent corn how old were you when you Cor- discovered corn? Ah, uh, young dude. I want to say freaking twelve. Wow. Wow. Yeah, no, corn did it, dude. That that Jonathan Davis, just that angsty, you know, just from the from the gut, from the yeah. heart, from his soul, lyrics and screams, and just their tone is just just that low, slow tone just set me off to like, okay, yeah, there's nothing better. Did you connect? Did you connect with it because also it kind of part of why a lot of people get into the heavy music is because you know in a way it makes them feel like they're not alone. You know it, it like, you know they feel a part yeah. of something in a way. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's a that's a good question. And I hear people say that all the time. Like, mm. oh, you make me. You're so inspirational. You you make me feel a part of something. No, it it, it didn't make me feel a part of something. It just it just it made me. Uh, it reached down inside me like the the pain that that guy felt felt at that time and those earlier records just put it in me to like I don't know it touched something in my soul that just was like not that it was inspirational but it was just it it, it it's it, obviously he's not inspirate it's not an inspirational thing because he's just talking about all this dark stuff but it really it it what it helped me with was vulnerability. Ah. it helped me like i guess it's not alone right like Mm -hmm. you like i guess that's that's the kind of what i was thinking is like i'm not alone and feeling these ways so i guess that's true but it it really was just like this guy can spill his guts and i can feel it Mm. and it makes me want to be able to because then because then it went from corn to like i would sit and write and then rap was a big thing for me when i was little so i really like so I really listened to like Tupac, mm-hmm. but like, er, like, like this was like, so 99, you know, early 2000, mm-hmm. you know, 98. Um, 
my sister had a Honda Accord and um, she, she, she beefed it up with a sound system and she had all her CDs and I would sit in that, in that car and I would listen to all, you know, Bone Thugs and Harmony is my mm. favorite was, is my still like my favorite rap group from that time. It's just so like their beats are so dark and so good, but it, it so I guess listening to corn and like the rappers and th- those times, it really gave me a passion to write because I wasn't a really a vocal kid. Mm-hmm. Like I internalized a lot of stuff. Uh, okay. Yep, yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like th- them being passionate about what they did and it wasn't like bubblegum, you know, pop or whatever really struck a chord with me. And so I was able to, and then I would start writing raps, you know, <laughs> I was like, to, you know, even in high school, I was the freestyling kid, you know, like I would, <laughs> I would freestyle with my friends. It was jokes, but it was like, I wouldn't miss an opportunity right? <laughs> to do that stuff. <laughs> but like, um, yeah, so it just, it just opened me up to write. And then, so I started, I, I really like dark rap. And then I started, you know, corn and then slit nod and stuff. And then about 10th grade is when I started getting to like, um, the first real death metal band I got into was aborted. Ooh, geez. Yeah. Yeah. So, know, got, got into aborted and, and then devourment and cattle decap. Wow. And then it just, and then I, now I just heavy. go down the wormhole. So, I mean, was, you know, you're saying you, you're penning raps and you're writing that kind of stuff. So is, yeah. During that time, is music a career option for you, or are you looking at this as something that, oh, maybe I'll do this on the side and as a hobby? So, as when I was little, um, it wasn't. Uh, wasn't it, it was a passion. It was a passion. I, I never, I never thought like, oh, I'm going to be a rapper or anything. But it was certainly a passion of mine. Like I, I to now when I really think about it, I was like. Yeah, now that I have a six-year-old and when I was eight or nine and 10, 11 and stuff like that, I was listening to like Tupac and I was like, I would never <laughs> let my six-year-old listen to Tupac. <laughs> but like, it, I just was, I, I was like, man, my little, he plays a video game or whatever for, you know, a little while, but he has such like video game for a little while, then this for a little while, then that for a little, it's like ADD, right? And both my kids like, bam, 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 bam. but me, I literally sat in a car for hours just listening to music every cd i could find my every you know cd my sister had just putting it in i was and i would just sit there and i just turn it up as loud as i could so it was passion it was like i was passionate about it but i didn't know how to you know there was no recording or anything like that but i i would i would write and i would like try to form a song writing but you know there's no instrument or anything to it and then when i got into 10th grade and I started going to like more death metal shows. That's when it was just like, that that was like my moment where like all that passion for all those years was like coming to fruition where I was like, I want to freaking do this. I was like, I can do that. You know what I mean? Like those guys screaming and going crazy on stage. Like I could do that. So then about 10th, uh, at the end of 10th, my uh, sophomore year, I started asking around. Not a lot of people in my school listen to death metal or metal at all. And then I just ask around because we were, I used to skate a lot and I'd ask my buddies and they all listened to like punk offspring, you know, yeah. all the alternative bands at the time. Right. And um, they were, they told me about this kid. They're like, he was a sophomore and I was a junior. And he's like, you should um, hit this one guy up. His name is Manny. He, uh, he plays guitar and he kind of likes that stuff. 
And I was like, all right. So during, I knew who he was and I went up to him and I was like, um, do you want to start a band? And he was like, yeah. And then he's still in the band today. And, and, um, and that, and we got, we exchanged numbers and then just through like going to different high schools and trying to find, we'd find a bass player. Then he didn't, know how to do anything he didn't know anything about metal or anything you know so it's like we had to do a constant just um rotation of bass players and drummers and bass players and drummers and guitar players we did that for a long time until we really started going to more shows and meeting more people and then we started uh uh getting involved in like that community it was more than just our high school now we were going to shows and meeting people and then we met a couple other guys and then um we just we just started uh really writing heavy stuff like so my senior year we really started writing really heavy stuff so it wasn't until about sophomore year that i was like i want to do something with this but i never thought it was going to be a touring thing or anything i just thought it was just going to be like an outlet so i mean you, you mentioned earlier so around this time had you found god and started discovering no. your faith now no uh no uh it was uh i mean i believed in god. if you would ask me any stage of my life mm -hmm. if you're if you believe in god i would say yeah mm -hmm. even though i never was doesn't really raised in church we'd go easter christmas or whatever like that um but uh, uh it what i was drinking a lot mm -hmm. in my high school like started drinking like when i was in seventh grade eighth grade Ooh. not crazy my stomach doesn't my stomach to this day like i like I'm not a girl. I can't drink heavy, you know, but I, I would drink until I got drunk and that's like four beers <laughs> still to this day. <laughs> um, but I was, I started drinking then and every night I was just like, man, am I going to end up like everyone else around me? I just, there's, there's, there's things in people, right? Some people are, are just fine with nine to five jobs and that's it. And that's fine. Right. Like they're just, they're cool with that. Some people are just cool with living life and not doing anything else, just kind of living in their town, hanging with the same friends until the day they die, right? Like, but in me has always been like, I need to do more. Mm. Like, it's always it's something ever since I was little, I need to do more. There needs to be more to life than just this. So I would drink with my friends and I was just like, did that help me at all? Even when I was little, I was just like, did that help me at all become what I want to become? No. And I just felt conviction. Even when I didn't know God, I just felt like this conviction. And then um, about my, in about sophomore, junior year, uh, I started kind of going to church a little bit more frequently. I would still drink throughout the whole week. Hmm. But Sunday, I was like, God, forgive me, Lord, I dang, hmm. did some stupid stuff. Yeah. <laughs> sorry Monday, sorry from Monday it, to right? Saturday. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So I was right back at it. I was like, man, I'm such a freaking hypocrite. I freaking hate this. So I was like, you know what? Um, but every time I went to church, I felt like this is right. This is good. You know, I don't have to be a pansy. Mm -hmm. I don't have to be a freaking, you know, some, you know, dork Christian. Mm -hmm. I was like, I can be my freaking death metal self. I can be my like wild self. But I don't have to, but I can fulfill my dreams and not drink and just waste it, right? Like I could spend that time. I can, I can be a, a badass mm. without, you know, mm. with, w without being a drinker or like a, like, you know, your stereotypical, like, whatever you got to do, you know, just sit around, drink and party with your friends all the time, you know, kind of guy. And, and, uh, 
And uh, so I was just, cause I, I, cause I always felt like there was more to, to life. So I started going to church a little bit more, a little bit more. And then that's when I started with the band, I started being like, I want, and I, and I noticed that there, then that's when it was clicking. Like there's no, there isn't a real death metal, like heavy band that's like Christian. No. And I was like, and I'm all about doing something new. Right. Hmm. So I'm like, so I'm like, I could really take the band in that direction. And it never, it never was like, Oh, well, there's not a lot of, you know, Christians don't belong in that scene or anything like that. I never thought that I was just like, nah, I'm going to make this thing hard as nails so mm. that it's irrefutable. Like, I don't care who you are. Well, if you're an atheist, if you're whatever, and you hate Christians and metal, I was like, well, we're going to come hard. So that's when I was just, that's when I told the guys, I was just like, this thing needs to be extreme and it needs to be aggressive as hell to get like the respect of like death metal community. And not that I was really striving for it, but it was just like, Hey, it's cool to be like, if you get on a show with like bigger death metal bands, cause I really like dying fetus. Mm. I was like, if I ever get to play with those guys, I would like them to be like, damn good set dude. Like, you know, don't have the same blues, but you guys freaking rock. Right. <laughs> or whatever. And so, um, so from the early from the get go, it was just like so. Our earlier stuff is just like grind, just it is. gory stuff. Like our first EP is just, just all out out the gate. Just you know, well, so it can, is it can, can, so is the debut nailed Dead Risen. That is like it is pretty much a grindcore album. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's it is, in your and that's face. what I was into. Mm. And that's what I was into. We'd go to our we had there's a local. Um, CD place where we get all our CDs. It was called uh, Sounds Like, and uh, I would just every, they would uh, they have a section of just grindcore, and I would just go through, and you can listen to it, right? So I'll just go through it, and that's what all I listened to, and because there wasn't like a like another the band that kind of helped me get into like heavier was like the Acacia Strain. You know, Ooh, they were putting yeah. out thirty, they put out thirty seven fifty in like two thousand five, so yeah. that's about the time we were writing. So. Um, I was like, damn, that is heavy. And I was like, I like that, but I like the aggressive, fast metal stuff. So that's when we kind of were like, we need to go. There. And I, but then, but I, but it was the Acacia Strain and then like Devourment and then mm -hmm. all those slam bands, you know. So uh, I wanted to mix the two together. And that's kind of how Deathcore, Deathcore started around that time, 2005, mm -hmm. 2006, seven, whatever. Um, uh, like Suicide Silence was a big one that you know was they're from they're from Riverside that's where we're all from oh so um yeah yeah so we so they were big in our area at the time too like 2005 or 2000, 2004 they put out an EP and it just like did really well and they started blowing up and um so like I wanted to contend with those guys and um but never thinking anything it will contend in the sense of like, I want it to be good. Anything I do, I want it to be good. Not thinking I'm going to be like some big band. Just, I want it to be, I want it to be good. Cause I don't want it to be another, cause I hate cheese mm. literally and cheesy freaking records. You know, I hate, that's why I can't stand stuff like skillet and all that stuff. It's just so cheesy. All Christian music is cheesy to me. All of it. Except so, for like worship stuff. I, I like worship stuff. So, I mean, the, when you guys first came on the scene around the um, EP and album time, that was also an interesting time in metal because there were more, I think it was funny, some bands said they were Christian. And then there were some bands, oh, yeah. some bands that 
you believed it and then some that felt that they were actually marketing that way because it started yeah. to really boom. Um, so I think it was just perfect timing with when you guys came onto the scene because, yes, you were Christian, but no other band was as heavy as you guys. Like, you guys were yeah. the heavy ones. Yeah. You know, it was metalcore and it was under oath. Yeah. It was you're either Azalei dying or you're under oath. Mm. Pick your one. If you want to be a Christian, if you want to be in the metal scene, you pick your two. Yeah. You know? And yeah. Uh, and uh, even though Azalei dying is cool, I liked Azalei dying. Under oath has always been all right. Um, but I, but it wasn't what I wanted. You know, I wanted something super aggressive. So um, I wanted to break that mold and, uh, and um, we, pl- we, 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 we recorded our first EP for 500 bucks in this guy's garage and uh and we put it on myspace and it started doing all right and then um i think our first show was at a skate park on halloween and uh, i think like a hundred people were there and i was like that's pretty cool yeah right on 100 people at a skate park it's sweet and then we started getting like local band shows and we started like doing really well like from the get-go it was just like it was new, right? It was mm. it, it mm. was a new thing because everybody was hopping on the metalcore route. That yeah. 2005, 2006 was just straight. If you're in metalcore, that you know, that was like the big thing. It was starting to come up, but it, but we were different and we were Christian, and I was outspokenly Christian. You know, mm. like this is who I am. Like this is what it's going to be. And uh, we started gaining a lot of traction and uh, uh, more and more shows, and then. We started, we played, I don't know, probably, I don't know how many shows it was, but it wasn't that many. A buddy of ours that's in a band called Death Star, he is, his name's Eric Gregson, he um, told the um, record label of Face, the owner of Face Down Records, to come to one of our shows in Redlands. And I think, were we headlining? I don't know if we were headlining, but we were somewhere up there. And it was like 500 people there, and it was just insanity it was awesome it was like if you're gonna have like a record label come look at you that you were hoping show. for that show right <laughs> like it was just like insane and um he's like immediately signed us and uh immediately wanted to put out a record like he's like as fast as you can let's freaking do it so we put out a record the nail dead risen mm. and it came out in 2007 and uh we got offered a tour and i was like this is cool. I never like up until the, all these shows, I never thought we were going to play to do tours or anything. But again, it was just something that was just like, I, I didn't think anybody would gravitate to it really because like, it is kind of out there and it's kind of crazy or whatever, but I wanted it to be in my eyes, something I could be proud of. So, um, we got offered a tour. I don't even know how we got, I guess we got a booking agent. Um, um, or someone hit us up on MySpace or something. Either way, uh, we got offered a tour, and it was with uh, Whitechapel. It was hey. our first tour. It was, I think, it was like one of their first tours too. And um, we became really good friends, and really hit it off. And I guess our two bands together kind of collided because they're like, they're not Christian, and mm. we're the Christian, and kind of played off one another, and. Um, it did really well. Like it was, it, 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 we were touring all around and it was, and I don't think a show was ever just, there were very few shows that were like horrible. And, uh, I was like, this is freaking pretty cool. Like never, I was like, 
there's people in Texas, New York, you know, New Jersey, like the hell that know about us and <laughs> buying our stuff. And um, this is freaking awesome. And then uh, we got another tour and it was with Whitechapel again. And it was a little bit bigger. And Whitechapel was kind of blowing up at the time. Like they were like, they really took off. And, um, and uh, again, it started getting a little bit bigger. We were getting a little bit, but Whitechapel was always, you know, a step above us. And um, which is cool because they brought us along and um, it started getting better. And then another tour and then another, and I was like, what the hell is going on here? And it just, uh, it turned into, I don't know how long we toured, like six, seven years of just like nonstop touring for like 10 months a year. And it was, it was fun and it was good. And uh, yeah, I, I just, uh, Pinch I just never thought, yeah yeah i just i never thought it would be that way and then we got to talk i got to i got to talk to so many people like we got to tour with dying fetus and we became buds with them right like it was just like all kinds of death metal bands i was like this is what i've always wanted to kind of you know talk to the people in the crowd and um you know offer them something else if you don't want it that's fine but i'm gonna i'm here and i'll be at the merch table you can talk to me about you hating God. You can talk to me about you loving God. You can talk about you don't know who the hell God is, like kind of thing. And I just left it open like that. Like, I'm cool with you. Like, I'm I'm cool with you. I'm your bro, you know? Like, I don't care where you're at in a faith or no faith. Like, you know, we can bro down. Because at the end of the day, you're just a dude. I'm just a dude. We're bros or you're a chick. You're just whatever. We're just people, right? So, like, I, I would love to have a solid connection and that's what happened, man. I've had people come up to me. I mean, all throughout the whole time I've toured, you know, F you, F you, screw you, F your God, you don't belong in death metal. And then in the beginning, you know, I was pissed off kid. I was like, oh, really? Mm. You know, I wanted, I like I literally, if I was a Christian, I just want to yeah. throw, blood, <laughs> throw blows. I was like, you little punk. But then as I got a little, you know, got a little time in the game, I would like, I go, why? Why do you say that? Well, blah, 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 Christianity, don't belong in death metal. Blah. I'm like, okay, okay, but we're here, and then we did it, and uh, what's your what's your beef with God? You know, and we'd have a conversation, like, what what, what happened? Oh, this church, blah, 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 burned me. Okay, okay, let's talk about that. Or, you know, my dad died, and he was, you know, I don't know, stuff like that, like tragedies happen, right? And, and we talked through it. And most of the time, dude, it ended in a hug. Like, mm. dude, I'm glad we got to talk. And that's what it is, man. We're missing that in today's society. We're missing communication. Mm -hmm. Everybody's just like, everybody's listening to this and listening to like extremes this and extremes that. And like, you got to pick a side and, you know, don't talk to one another. Just hate one another. That's it. Divide, divide, Crazy. divide, 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 divide. That's what it is, right? And so I was like, I was trying to mend the two. Like, nah, man, we're cool. Like, you know, because they're you know, someone will cuss in front of me or drink a beer. I'm like, dude, I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, that's fine, dude. Like, we're, we're like, just talk to me. That's it. That's all I want. Be yourself. Be cool. That's it. And 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 it worked, dude. It was it was awesome. Well, that's the thing. I think a lot of people um, in the metal side of things started to just kind of. I think that's why there was so much momentum for you guys. They just started to accept that. Look, the music is the music, and if you're yeah. into the faith side of it, then good for you. But you can still enjoy the music if you're not into the faith side of it. It was kind of for sure because it didn't come across as worship music. Um, 
No. And un- I think probably an interesting thing I wanted to ask was, though, how was it – did you get much reaction from, like, the conservative Christians? Were people coming no. up to you saying, oh, well, you can't be Christian because you guys have – a repentogram or look at your imagery that is dark or, you know, you call yourself gorship. Were people like going, you're not Christian because this is what you do. Very, 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 very few. But again, it just, all it did, all it took, all that took was five minutes of conversation. Mm. Right. A a couple of things. Another thing was like, as we started getting some, some momentum, uh, parents would come. And because they're like, oh, yeah, I'd be, I'd like, they come to the merch table and they'd be like, little Johnny says, you guys are a Christian band, but I was listening to your stuff and it doesn't really sound too Christian to me. And I would talk to them and be like, no, it just, it's, it's, it's obviously not for you as mom and dad. It's for little Johnny and little Johnny likes it. So would, and, and, you know, do you want me to quote a Bible verse for you? Like, what do you want me to do? Like my heart's in the right spot. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, if you got to be that fake, it, like if I'm going to fake to be something, it's not good. Like in my mind, it's like, it's not going to be Christian. Mm. I'd be, you know, I'd be the wild bad boy, you know, <laughs> like I'd be like crazy. You know what I mean? Like in the death metal scene, I was like, yeah, I'm going to go up there as, you know, like my fake image is going to be pastor. Like that's mm. not fun or cool. No. <laughs> like that's such a stupid thing to fake it. Right. But there are people that fake it. I don't know if they're faking it, but they are, uh, I guess, I guess, I guess they just, they tried it. And I, maybe it's real. I want like all these Christian bands that are kind of falling off. Right. I don't know. Maybe they tried it. And they're just like, I, I think there was kind of maybe a real like, like, I think it was like a surface level passion, right? Like, mm-hmm. you, you know, some, some, you went to a service and you got your ear tickled a little bit and you got kind of stoked on something that you could be living and doing something for a greater purpose. And then all of a sudden, you know, if you don't stay, if you don't stay in, in Bible, if you don't stay in community, if you don't stay, you know, um, at least listening to some, some sermons, you know, getting connected, you're going, it's like, it's so easy to be tempted to fall off. Right. Yeah. Like, especially when you tour, like it takes a lot of discipline to be like, okay, I'm going to take time to read. I'm going to take time to connect with people. I'm going to take time to, to do these things to help my, me grow in my faith. Because in, in the touring circuit, it's so easy to be caught up in like, okay, say you're on tour with six other bands. If you're in a metal band, most likely not going to be a Christian band. So what do you got to do? Oh, you can go smoke weed. You can go drink. You can go do this. You can go party. You can go to strip club. You can do whatever you want. And then you're like, well, this is fun, right? Because it is for a little while. And um, and so I think a lot of them just got sort of like too immersed in this world. And I've seen drugs and I've seen um, just the horrible places that drugs takes you. And it's done a number on my family. So I'm just like, oh, hell no. Like I already know, like the whole like that's why i can't like the, the you know the mumble rappers and everything like little pump and all that crap promoting just the yeah. drugs and just like after you see your friends at their friends at their friends at their friends die of overdoses and all that you're still gonna do it right and mm-hmm. then you're surprised when kids are overdosing on drugs you're so surprised like oh my gosh like this is so sad it's just like you're promoting it people are promoting it. it's so it's so in, in the underground scene or even in now it's mainstream it's just like yeah, Papa Zan is 
that's fine. Right. Like that's, that's what you do to have fun. Right. That's kind of what they promote. And so like, and, and that, and that could like, I have, I still have friends that are like math, you know, ecstasy. They'll do any drug you give them. And it's just like, and they have fun. They go out and I see them on Monday and they're at work and they're just like, I had a great time this weekend. But that stuff, man, over time, give it time. You're going to start losing those teeth. You're going to start freaking getting craters in your face. You're going to, no one's going to employ you. You're going to look like a burnout, man. And it's sad to get to that point. Well, they're putting so, a, they're putting a Band-Aid over something. They're not fixing it. There, there is an underlying issue sure. there that needs to be fixed. Absolutely. 100%. And um, so so these Christian bands, I think that they, they start off with good intentions, and then they kind of fall off because they're not being fed the right stuff. They're being fed, you know, they're being kind of force-fed everything that you can get on any worldly thing you want on tour. Cause there's no real responsibility when you're a young guy on tour, right? You just show up to the venue, load in your stuff and off to the pub, you know, mm. or off to wherever you want. You can do anything you want. You have no one looking after you. You don't have anything to do and you have so much time to kill. So it's just like, what are you going to do? Go to the pub with everybody that's drinking or doing whatever, or are you going to read your Bible? It's just like, yeah, I'm gonna go to the freaking, I'm gonna go do whatever else. You know what I mean? And you kind of lose, you start losing like, oh, well, these bands are getting successful and all this stuff. And my band, we call ourselves a Christian band and we're not doing very well. And, and I'm not even, I feel like a hypocrite because now I'm drinking and partying with them. So it's just like, why call myself a Christian? And it kind of go, that's how it spirals down. But, um, but as far as like me ever, like, cause I'm, I'm living and I think that's what kind of helped us out is because I'm just ride or die. Mm. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to the grave and what I believe, you know? And I don't, I think that people that stand up for what they believe in, they're going to get, you're going to get, you're going to get hit. You're going to get smacked. You're going to get all the, the bad things that come with standing for, I don't care if you stand for the color pink, <laughs> someone that loves black is going to say you suck, you know, mm. like blah, blah, blah. So I think that we just stood, I just stood my ground and now it's just kind of like oh he's the christian guy cool yeah but it's a label i mean it, I, I think we're also a society nowadays that everything like people like to put a label on something and that was the same with oh, the he, music you know people wanted to say oh, yeah. you were a deathcore band they didn't want to say you were death metal because there were a bit of break oh, no. because if you call them death metal no. then someone's going to complain um oh Absolutely. But that's what they, that's the day and age we live in, man. Everybody complains about everything, everything. Everybody has this fake outrage about everything. It's just like, you're so bored (laughs) that you just want to be cry about everything. I was just like, Oh my God, go do something. Stop being on the internet. Complain about like subgenres or that or this it's just like and you don't even care you'll write it in like a tweet or your instagram post and then literally five minutes later you do not give a crap what you just wrote you know what i'm saying like you don't care you're joking you're faking it (laughs) like you don't really care like you're not doing anything to you're not doing anything about it right you're not gonna you're not gonna pursue like whatever you stand for most people aren't gonna go you know fight the fight the man right fight the cause fight for the cause you know mm-hmm. most people don't do that they just write it take off and go go to the pub and so so um 
so as far as labels, I mean, it's just like it—it it is what it is. I rather people know me as a Christian than a death metal singer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I—I yeah. I, I would rather them know me like that instead of that guy like, oh, he's in that really heavy band, or like he's like the guy that's in Doom or whatever. No, I'd rather be known as like a stand-up dude that like, hey man, uh, I toured with that guy and uh, he's solid. Yeah. Like. I, I would love for that to be the reputation of me, you know, like, oh, have you ever toured with Benny Doom? Yeah, dude. And, you know, how are they like or whatever? I would love for – it would be an honor to hear people, like, say, like, stand-up dude and, like, doesn't – because that's probably what a lot of people get, right? Like, is that guy for real? Is that guy for real? Or I don't think just you've ever been – I don't think you've ever been questioned, though. I think that's the thing. And I think you you have – you can tip your hat to – the band have a reputation for being genuine and and nice. There's no skeletons in the closet. There's none of these. Oh, did you hear about this time or that time? Yeah, it's... yeah, yeah. We we've kept a and I and I, we've kept a pretty. We've we've had a <laughs> not only yeah we've kept a a pretty low profile as a band. Like mm. we're pretty much just like have fun. But we're not the band that just o- goes overboard, you know, like, uh, no, and we, we pretty much kept a, a straight face. We never wanted to look like idiots on tour, you know. We know we know that people are going to probably put us under a microscope, put me under a microscope. And that's just the way it is when you're a Christian, right? Like, mm. they want you, they want to bait you. That's what people want to yeah. do. It's, it's a sad reality, but people want to bait you, you know. They want to ask you. Uh, they want to get crazy on you and expect for you to get crazy back. And then you look like the crazy Christian. And so um, I never wanted to be involved in that. Like if you got a problem with me, we could talk it out hmm. and that's it. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to give you what you want. Hmm. And so, um, so that's what I really, that as a band more, more so I wish that like at the end of it all um, that like, it was just like that dude helped me like that music, like, that that music helped me. Like it was a it was at a good time in my life where I needed to hear something other than, you know, God hates us all, mm. or you know, killer this, kill them this, kill this, blood, gorse, you know, all this stuff you hear, and um, and just uh, something different, you know. And I, I I hope that it was like a positive thing. Like I don't feel any sort of you know you don't have to feel bad when you listen to death metal. I mean I listen to death metal and I don't feel bad at all. But like, it's cool to have that alternative, you know, just like, and I hope that like helps people like, oh God, like I needed to, I needed to break because some people are, are in a legit dark spot, mm-hmm. like legit. Like there are some people that can just listen to death metal and be happy. And that's just what they like to listen to just those metal heads. Right. And that's fine. But there are people that are in a legit dark spot that want to hear something that's heavy and aggressive that has, that doesn't have a negative you know narrative to it so yeah well, so i just hope that, that that's that i just hope that that's what at the end of it that's what people get from the music and get from me you know i hope that like i'm a genuine dude when i talk to people after shows or hanging out with anybody just being genuine you know well that i think that's why, what we all need more of well that's why i got drawn to you guys because you know it was i was going through a very dark difficult time and started going to church, tried to, you know, find myself, but find God and try and fix whatever was going on. Cause it was a lot of shit sure. going on. 
Um, and yeah. it was, I, I still liked heavy music, but I didn't really, I went through a phase where I didn't want to listen to heavy music if it was going to keep me low, if that made sense. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Perfect sense. And that's what you guys gave me. You gave me, and you still do to this day, you know, I can put on, um, an album like there will be violence and phew, I just, you know, the chest pokes out a bit and you go, yeah, you know, feel yeah. Keep going. Keep, Keep going. going. This you can do this. Like, this is heavy. This is heavy. Yeah. This is good. Yeah. With a smile on your face. Exactly. <laughs> like, and if someone pulls up to you at the set of lights and they hear what's going on, they don't understand why you're smiling. They're like, oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. You're, um, you're crazy. It was an interesting thing with the band, though. You guys seem to have so, mo- so much momentum and you were rolling out album after album, tours after tours, and then everything kind of... It was around the time of Death Will Rain. It looked like it really slowed down. Like everything stopped. Um, yeah, yeah. Can you, obviously life, but came yeah. into the play. But is there much that you can say about that? Because it was a five-year break between that album and The Sin and Doom Volume 2, which came out yeah. last year. So, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I had a baby. And I've yeah. always told them, I've always told the guys from the very beginning, cause that's like super family oriented. Um, and I told them that even when I was like, not even dating anybody, I was like, <laughs> I was like, you know, if I meet the girl and I have a kid, mm. it's done. Mm. And uh, they're like, yeah, okay, dude. Yeah. Whatever. You know, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> what do you want from Taco Bell? <laughs> and, uh, and uh, that, and then that was whatever. So in 2013 is when my son was born. I got, you know, I started dating, dating my, she's my girlfriend now. She's my wife now. Um, and we got married and, you know, how things happen. We ended up, she ended up getting pregnant. And then I was just like, this is it guys. This is what I was talking about. And, um, Cause I never wanted to be the shout out to the guys that do it, but I never wanted to be the guy that left my kids mm. for tour. Mm. Cause dude, they like, you know, you hear it all the time. They grow so fast and they really kids grow up. I mean, my three-year-old, you know, she's three, but in the span of three years, she learned how to walk, talk, eat, run. Like imagine learning that many new things, you know, things that like you've never done before. And then all of a sudden you can run, mm. like you know what I mean. Like it's just a mind blowing thing what kid, with how kids, how fast they learn to do things, you know. And so, I never wanted to be gone, and I didn't want to be the guy that's forty years old looking for a job. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. I, I didn't want to be I, okay. So done, you know, we we spend another ten years touring or whatever, five years touring, and then and then it's over, right? It's not like I'm getting royal. I'm not Katy Perry, and I'm not getting royalties for the rest of my life. Uh, I have to work a job. So I was like, I don't want to be like up there in age mm-hmm. and starting over on a career. Yeah. You know, so I was, so I, that was a heavy in my consideration of like, stop, stop touring. Um, but yeah, I had the kid and then we had a co- We had a contract obligation. That's why we did sin and doom really yeah yeah and I, it, we were like oh, like we made him wait obviously five years yeah. <laughs> to fulfill it i'm surprised they didn't come after us um but uh yeah we had an obligation that was our last record on that on that label 
And so now we're gonna we're thinking about just doing like putting out EPs and like limited merch and like doing everything ourselves to kind of like something that we should have done a long time ago. Um, do everything ourselves, ship out all, all our orders and just record, like don't have a label to do our budget, just go record with some friends, have some friends do our artwork and just uh, and be like way more engaged with people, you know, because we just played a show in Austin and there was five, we headlined it and there was 500 people there. Nice. And it was just like, not bad for a band that literally has not done anything in, in five years. So it was just like, we had we have our, our base. We have our loyal people that like have listened to us and like the sound. And it's not like we're getting worse. You know, it's not like, Oh God, that last record, like they just need to stick to their old stuff. I thought like <laughs> the last record's super heavy, super yeah. good. And I, and I, and I, and I plan on doing more of that. It's just the touring. Like, like we're going to go to next month. We'll be in San Diego and Sacramento to play a couple shows, you know, and uh, that's just what we're doing. We're just kind of, we're hitting the spots that like, if we get a lot of people like, dude, come here, come here. And we get, if we hear a lot of that, like come to Florida, come to Florida, come to Florida, come to Florida, come to Florida. Then we're like, then we'll look into it. Like maybe we should go to Florida and we'll go do a date in Florida, you know, and, and have fun with it. And um, just cause it's our passion, man. It's my mm-hmm. music is my passion. I plan on doing like side projects and cool things too. Well, I mean, um, it's honest. it's the smart way to approach things. I think you know. I think some people forget that when life starts going in those directions, which are amazing directions, and you start growing up, um, you still want to keep the band going, but you need to be smarter about it. So yeah, exactly. You need yeah, exactly. It's and that's what yeah. you're doing by the sounds. Going independent means you have more control. That means you can do what you want. You don't have someone telling yeah. you maybe you shouldn't have a heavy album. Maybe you should have a clean yeah. song on here or a, a cover or. You oh, know. that's what labels labels. When we got off Face Down, a bunch of labels said you can be uh, Christians in a band, but you can't be a Christian band. I was like, for what? I I, I thought that was just something that people said. Oh. I, I thought, but I was like, "Well, you for real put that in a contract, okay. bravo!" <laughs> I was like, "No freaking way!" I was like, "But I was like, yeah, that we obviously turned that down." But um, I was just like, "Crazy!" I was like, "Yeah, definitely not going there," and um, <laughs> and so uh, yeah, no, it is so much more freedom, dude. We can do like we can, and plus we can. What what we're trying to do is like do really because like our merch designs are just people like you go to a merch company and they kind of they kind of have people there to do kind of designs for you right just to kind of keep it some fresh stuff even if it's stuff you don't really like you know and we weren't keeping we were just lazy about it and not keeping up with it because we're like oh they put out a new shirt design i hate it but it's new and so it was just kind of I didn't like, I, I never liked it, but I just accepted it. So now I'm in touch with all kinds of artists and I can like say like, I can like through emails, just kind of like, Hey, we want this kind of image like that, like this, boom, boom, put these lyrics on the front or the back, you know, and then we can use, and then hopefully just with, you know, t-shirt sales or sweater sales or whatever stuff we put out, we can use that money to put out EPs and stuff like that and just kind of constantly put out music and have fun with it and not take it too serious. Cause the, I think a, 
a big time a big thing that kills a lot of bands is the business side right mm. the business side of a band is just the worst i mean no but everybody hates it it's it's even though like a small like we're you know we're just a whatever kind of band um but like when you start getting up there and money and you know all kinds of you know paths and directions you have to take and some people want to go this direction you got two guys that want to go here and you got three guys that want to go here it's just like no we're going to be bigger if we go over here no we're going to be bigger if we go so it's a big thing of like it's more of like your success and then like your 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 passion for music Mm -hmm. you know because you hear that all the i hear that all the time it's like well if i get to pick what kind of music i wanted to play i wouldn't be playing this yeah you know i hear that all the time yeah i hear that all the time even with like folk like i'll talk to guys that like um that i'll just meet and they play like really good like folk music or stuff like that and they're like but they'll go to watch shows because they like heavy stuff too I'm like, man, I really want to be in a heavy band. But I'm like, dude, your freaking stuff is like, you could be on like radio. What the hell are you talking about? You don't want to be in a heavy band. Like, <laughs> maybe as like a little local thing, but like, yeah, definitely don't give that up. And, uh, but here, and I'm just like, so it, it was just like when we wanted to make the decision of like, I don't care what a label offers, we're not going to do it. Um, and we're just going to do it our own and have fun with it and, and play shows and and just at the end of the day, be friends, you know, instead of like going at each other's throats, because that's what we were doing. We we're going at each other's throats, you know, I was like, this isn't heavy enough. Turn it up. <laughs> more <laughs> <know>? loudness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like, no, we need more groove and fast. And I was like, I don't want it fast. <laughs> now, now it's just like if we do it on our own and we can just like like we want to do like. Like, have you heard that band Nails? Yes. Yes. So I was thinking about doing just something that's just like, like something like that is gross, distorted sound, like five songs of that, five songs of like two EPs, right? Two, like a fast one and a really stupid, heavy one, groovy one. And kind of just like, okay, you like it really heavy. Like we could do an EP. We could do that too. We could do that instead of having to like worry about full length albums, you know? And Well, I think that's part of it. that's part of the current record industry climate that you're you're in now is, and you've seen it from back when it was MySpace and it was all geared towards how many vinyl or how many CDs you sold. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. To now you have the freedom to do that. You don't, ma- don't make a lot of money off your streaming and downloading. But no. it is also, you know, still about the merch. Kids still buy the merch. It- kids buy merch you gotta you gotta have good quality so here's and here's the things i tell the guys touring is something that you want to do you don't have i don't think you have to you just you know what you gotta have you gotta have freaking a viral video yeah yeah dude you you put out constant content like if you have a good like a videographer Mm -hmm. and a good editor and they that you know you guys you know you writing you guys playing and you have the, you know, those videos I'm talking about mm-hmm. that are just bad, well done minute long on the Instagram feed and bands that I don't even like. And I see that I'm like, I go to their Spotify right away. I'm like, that was so good that I have to listen to your music, even though I think it's whatever, but that was so good. I have to pay respect to it. Yes. <laughs> like I have to, I have to listen to your band now. And so the thing is, is to constantly put out content because look at, you play a show to three, 500 kids, you know, if you're bigger, you're bigger. Um, 
but um, that's three to 500 kids. You put out a freaking video that is awesome. You're going to have probably, if you're a band like us, you should probably have 6,000 views in one day. Right. Like, and then you kind of, if you do more and more and more, your views will go up. You, you put out more content, you do more talks and stuff. Those go up. That, that makes you personable. And man, you start, you'll, you'll start seeing those. You'll start seeing that at shows. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like you'll see the, you'll see the fruit of that at your shows. If you constantly put out good content and cause it, it'll be widespread, you know, Hey, repost, repost, repost. People like reposting a good freaking video yeah, or a do. good picture or a good content, right? Like and that's just something that, and then that's how you can grow your band. And then you can go, Hey, you know, we're playing here and I guarantee you a lot more people will show up instead of just doing, you know, if, if the constant grind of touring, which is awesome, obviously, like you can obviously grow your band touring with bigger bands and stuff, but I don't think that's the only way to do it. No, I think, no, yeah, because I, the internet, I mean, social media is massive. I mean, if I ask one of my friends who has 500,000 followers, Hey, please post this video. I mean, that's half a million right there. You know, it's just like it, it, you know, that helps. Well, I think I think you're definitely right about touring because you got to find the balance with touring a lot and then not touring at all. Because I think nowadays people they want to miss you in a way. Yeah, Um, absolutely. If you're in their town every every month or every two months, they're just going to be like, "Why am I going to go watch Doom play this week? I can go see him in six weeks' time." But if you turn yeah, up exactly. every six months to a year, they're going to go, oh, I'm going to have to wait a year, yeah. so I better go out and check them. Um, it definitely yeah, makes funny a you, difference. Funny you say that. This last show we played Saturday, I mean, I don't, I think everyone I spoke to um, afterwards was like, I drove four hours. I drove eight hours. I drove 11 hours to get here because I was like, y'all don't tour. Y'all don't, I, this, I don't know where you're going to go next. Right. Mm. So like, I was, I was like, damn, you drove that long. Like, geez, <laughs> but like most everybody I talked to, no one was like, yeah, I'm from Austin. They're yeah. like, no, I'm from freaking Kansas. I'm from, you know, Louisiana. I'm from Arkansas. Like, good Lord. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, it does create that kind of, and I do that with bands too, that I like, I'm like, damn, I'll probably never see them again. So I was like, I better get on it. Right. So I do that too. Uh, yeah, I like missing a band. I'm yes. like, dude, they're touring. No freak. Like when Tool, when, when like when Tool starts touring and puts out a record. When right. Tool puts out a record, it's gonna be a huge deal, right? Because it's been 20 years since they put out a freaking record, and everybody's probably just you know, I'm interested in hear, seeing what it sounds like, right? So I don't know. There, I I like missing a band. I hated it when I was just like, dude, we're gonna be here and. We're literally because it'd be like, you know, you'd have a bad show and it's just like, yeah, because we're literally playing here in six weeks with a, like two months with a bigger band. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. So it's just like so I, I, I like the fact that it's just like we can we can do these weekend shows places and it makes it more of an experience because it's just like, I don't know, is the last time next time I'm going to see him, you know, so. So, yeah, it makes it it, make, it makes it fun all around, I think. And it makes um, it makes us want to go off more. It makes us yes. like it makes us want to go crazy because it's like, hey, and I live in Austin, and they all live in LA, so I get to see them. So it's like fun. It's fun again, you know. It's just like I get to be with my bros, go crazy, 
meet some people and actually like experience it instead of taking it. We, cause we took it for granted. It was just like, Oh, we're in freaking Miami again. Cool. Call me when we play. <laughs> now, now if I go, now if I go to Miami, I'm going to go freaking go, whatever, go check it out. You know, like I never looked at anything. Now, yeah, sp- when you're on tour, you just kind of stay down by the venue. Speaking of shows, you know, as I can see, and some people may have seen recently, you cut your hair a while back. So now, <laughs> so now yeah, we, dude, but I, I want to grow it back. Now, now with shows, now anyone that's seen you live knows the windmills were off the mm-hmm. chain, like insane. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, do, do we you, all cut our hair. Do you still windmill, or do you, do you catch yourself going no. for a windmill? Do you catch yourself hair banging and go, oh, shouldn't do no, that? No, it's, it's super weird now because I used to, because I'm not like a a big extrovert you know i'm not the Mm -hmm. guy on stage that like you know if if the guitar cuts out and our cable goes out or the something's wrong i'm not the guy that's going to be bantering you know like (laughs) hey you know blah 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 you know get the crowd rolling laughing and everybody's having a good time and i'm getting everybody you know there's 15 minutes to get everything fixed and then we go back into it no i'm the awkward guy that kind of just stands around like the singer that's just like yeah, waiting <laughs> fixed it let's go <laughs> so but when i i liked it when i had hair i could just put my hair over my face like if a show was really bad or it was really whatever i could just put my fair and I, it's like a little kid right like i'm not there anymore yes <laughs> so yeah so like I, I didn't have to see anybody right so i miss that because uh, it's it's it is really weird when i start like going for a headbang and nothing comes over my <laughs> face and whips me, you know, in the face. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, it's not freaking cool. Like when you have hair, it fills up the stage and all that empty space, it it just kind of dies with a when you're, you know, head, you know, windmilling or whatever. So uh no, I miss it. So I'm growing it back. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. It's I'm good. gonna grow, it's I'm good, gonna man. not not as long, but I want it to grow, you know the scott staff you know creed you know Whoa. creed length okay <laughs> it's kind of like, what do they call they call that a bobble cut don't they it's kind of it's... No, a bowl cut yeah no a bowl cuts like right no bubble. bubble cut yeah bubble cut <laughs> <laughs> that's so wrong no i don't want a bubble cut don't get that no no no, <laughs> no i'm gonna have this all shaved i'm gonna look like freaking Phil Anselmo, man. Ooh, Be, old school. Yeah, dude. Um, <laughs> Scullet. It's a skullet, bro. That's it, skullet. Yes. Or uh, what does my wife call it? She calls it the Viking cut. Oh, see? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's way better than the bubble cut. <laughs> <laughs> That's so bad. <laughs> um, now, i kind of got one last kind of question before we look to wrap things up, and it's one that, I'd really love to hear from someone like yourself who with their faith and their beliefs and it's about kind of where do you see us as humanity and society in 2019? Do you, you know, this is probably a very deep question, but it's one that I really want your perspective on because I think we're getting lost. Um, I think I think everybody's trying to be their own. Sorry. You have no, more? no, no. Go, go. Uh, um, I think that everybody, we're so, with all this information and with all, all the ways we can be connected, we're so disconnected, yeah. right? And everybody, and everybody seems to have, um, I mean, 
I don't know how to. It seems that everybody wants to be perfect Mm -hmm. because everybody puts out their perfect face on social media. Everybody has to look their best. Everybody's so fake. Nobody wants to be real. And then also you want to be your own God. Mm. You know, you want to dictate your own life. I don't need anybody else to do that. for. So you have this thing of like, I'm fake, but I'm also my almighty being in me. And it creates, it, it, I think it creates you to seclude yourself and to like stay away from people because you don't want your, your fake image to be, to clash with, you know, the thing that you put out that you, your image, your real image to be clashed with your fake image. And it just kind of causes you to seclude yourself, you know, and to kind of be an introvert and to not connect with people. So what happens then you have representatives who like your governments, right. That are, that they're your voice and they don't have the best voice for, you know, for really the people, they have their own agendas in mind and I think that like that then they create the divide because you don't want to be, you don't want to connect with people. And so like, and that's what I think we're, and that's what's just, that is honestly what is really missing. I think we could get rid of so much. The political correctness is horrible. I hate it. It's so damaging because it's, it, 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 it you can't say anything because you have to censor everything you talk even if you're just trying to be genuine and real so again you're you're silenced you can't talk and if you can't talk how the hell do we figure your problems out right Mm -hmm. like if i can't have an open discussion about faith uh to a person that's like gay or transsexual or something like hey like tell me what tell me what you believe tell like if we can't have this real conversation because it's like a fear of like oh he's a you know if a christian talks to a tranny or a gay person or uh, someone that had an abortion or something, then it's just like, if you're trying to talk to him and engage, you're like a bigot or you're like a, yeah, you're a condemning Christian or something like that. If we, but if we can't, if, cause everything nowadays is we have to choose our sides. Mm. That's how it is. It's just mm. like, we have to choose your side. You're either in this camp, this camp or this camp. And it's war. It's war, no matter what. Even if someone comes out like, hey, can we have a discussion? It's just like, no, I hate you. I'm supposed to hate you. This is what, you know, governments, this is what churches, this is what, you know, the higher ups say. They say that I don't, I should not like you because you voted for this person or you did, you know, you're associated with that person. It's just like, yeah, but I'm my own person and I want to engage a conversation. And it's just like, nope, not going to do it. And then it just... That's what that's what just tears me apart, man, because so much could get handled if people would talk to each other so much, so much, man. It's crazy. Um, and it, it, it really does break my heart because I, I have I see this all the time with friends, family. It's just like it takes a simple apology. It takes a simple just like not trying to fix someone, but trying to understand someone, right? It takes simple things. Let your pride go, humble yourself a little bit and just kind of see where others are and try to help them out because it, yeah, because this day and age, it's hard to come out with any sort of mental illness with, uh, any sort of defect. Um, 
it is hard. But you know what? When you do, I think a lot of times you get celebrated for it. Like, hey, I have this problem. So I, it's it's crazy to me because I think as a general society, you will have your backlash a little bit. But I think as a general society, when you actually do come out and you are genuine, like with me and my faith, like when I go out on stage and I'm playing in front of a bunch of death metal kids and I'm like, they're probably not going to, you know, this isn't my crowd. There's, yay, Christianity, <laughs> you know, they're going to be like, they're going to probably have some resistance towards me, but they'll see that I'm genuine in it. And most people will be like, all right, I can respect that. Like, you know, I, you know, I have my beliefs and I wouldn't want someone to, you know, crap on me for them. So I respect that. So like, I think that we need to engage people and you're always, no matter what, man, I mean, yeah, there are racist people in the world. There's, you're never going to stop that. There are killers in the world. Never going to stop that. There are haters and trolls because they hate themselves, obviously, but they're always going to be that way. But I think the majority of people, if you come out and you say, I'm dealing with this, I'm struggling with this, you know, need some help, need some encouragement. I think that you'll get an overwhelming, like, good response. If you're a genuine person, right? Mm-hmm. You can't be like, hey, I hate black people, uh, you know. That's it. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah. It's you're, not gonna get, you're not going to get accepted. You're not going to be. No. You're going to no. get hated. And I think also. Like, don't expect that. You're, you're exact, I think one thing that I think you're also perfectly on the mark is you can't have a discussion because one of the problems I don't like nowadays is. If you think this color is orange, but I think it's red, and I just want to talk about why you think it's orange, you don't want me to yeah. talk about that. You're just going to yell at me and tell me I'm wrong. Yeah. And it's like, but no, yeah. the whole idea is we can have dialogue, but you won't have it. Exactly. With you won't. It's weird. There's a lot. There's, it's really weird. And I think that it's just because it's, it's a lot of it, I think, is it's media. Mm. I mean, it's, it's just crazy because. Uh, well, here's the thing too. It's like, you got your two crazy sides, right? You got your, your, your far as this, and you got your far that no matter what category you want to talk about. And they're the loudest. So they're the ones that are going to get heard. Mm. And then you have all these people in the middle that like, well, I'm just like a normal average person and I'm not going to go shouting off the rooftops, my beliefs on anything. Right. But like, I feel like, the two extreme sides are like is are kind of uh making it so hard for just normal people to talk because they're taking up all the airspace like they're just and 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 the media will put a camera on both sides right like oh they're crazy hell yeah that's good for tv they're crazy that's great for tv (laughs) the normal average guy is not because he's not you know, he's not pushing a radical freaking agenda and no, that we can't do that. That's boring television. And that's what everybody wants to be sensational. Everybody wants to watch the train wreck. Everybody mm-hmm. wants to see this horrible ending, but not really, because if it really came to that, they would be, <laughs> you know, no one, you know, everybody's, a, everybody in America is just fat. You know, we're all just like fat, happy and lazy. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's just like, we're kind of like, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's why that's how we can be that way. And like secluded is because we don't, you don't really have to. I mean, we can, we can call in our food, have it delivered to us. We don't have to work at all. We don't really have to overcome anything. 
you know, we can be a victim in any situation. And it just like, it just kills, uh, it kills a society when you start doing that, when the, the work ethic, the, you know, the, the good old, you know, try hard at it, you know, get after it attitude goes away and you feel like you have to be, you want government or someone else to provide for you because that's what you need in your life. You need struggle. You need to overcome it. That's what happiness is. You think that if someone gave you a hundred million dollars, you'd be happy. And you're, if you're a miserable person, it will just magnify how miserable you are. Mm -hmm. That's all it, that's all money does. But if you're a happy person and you've got like, you've got good intentions and you want best for people and you've got this, some humility, you're going to use that hundred million and you're going to do good things with it. And you're going to improve your life, you know? So just like, no, we need the struggle. We need the dialogue. We need all that. We need to overcome obstacles by working hard. And, you know, if you, if you know, jobs, right? Like, no one should just have to pay you a freaking huge salary so because you can do a low skill job. Mm. Like that's not that shouldn't have to be the case. No, you have to bust your butt to freaking move up in a company. And then you know what? But you know, that's where all like and you'll get paid more, but you'll also be like, dude, I, I could do more. Mm. I can overcome. And then you you start to get that confidence in yourself. I think that the, so many people just don't have that that confidence in themselves either mm. because they don't overcome anything any anymore everything is so easy you don't have to overcome like you don't you literally can like do like some, a lot of people can just do life on a computer yeah a lot, like behind a screen right like behind a screen if it's too hard quit go do something else exactly yeah don't, exactly don't push there's, through. there's millions of jobs now right mm. there's millions of things you can go do you know, back in the day, it was just like electrician, plumber, you know, and these guys are just burly dudes that just could that built, you know, countries, right? Like those just blue collar dudes. And now, yeah, nowadays, it's just like, you don't you don't have to struggle. But the struggle is the best part. Because that's when you're like, you know what you're made of, and you have confidence, right? Like, there's nothing like it. When you, whenever you overcome something, you're like, Oh, my God, that is amazing you know like you asked a girl out you you know you worked hard for a job and you got it right it's like hell yeah you feel unstoppable nowadays it's just it, it that's what it, it's just a breakdown of society you know what mm. i mean like oh you know what my wife's not hot anymore eh. mm. bye mm. Off, oh i met the, i met another girl online oh you know i don't want to do this anymore. i don't want to take care of kids anymore like i'm done i don't i'm sick of it you know, I want to go, I'm, I want to, I'm going to party. I want to do this. It's just the breakdown of society in every single facet. That's kind of like what's happening in today's terms. And then, and then that, and then when the breakdown happens, that's when dictatorships happen. Right. Because you're just like, we need something. We're so far low. We need a freaking Supreme leader to get us out of here. And it's just like, you think this little butthead is going to do it? Hell no. He's going to throw the, you know, He's going to throw the iron fist on you and you're going to become slaves. You know what I'm saying? Like you'll follow anybody that has some sort of strong will mm. because you have no will and yeah. you will follow them. So it's, so it's just like we need to overcome. We need, you need to struggle, struggle with anything, right? Like talking to people, you struggle with that. People struggle with that. Do it once, do something small, go to the grocery store, nice pair of shoes, you know, whatever. Like, Oh, I really like that shirt. Oh, whatever. Talk, start small. And then you'll start, you'll start having 
you'll start saying like, oh, this isn't so bad. And then you can start talking and then you can start talking. If we all like and you you magnify that by the millions of people that are around, stuff will get figured out. And then we'll realize like, oh, we don't actually all hate each other. Your television is telling it they're the wrong ones, and the small minority of the people up top are the ones to blame for all the crap mm -hmm. that like they feed us, you know, and just like, yeah, like you voted for him and I voted for him, and we talked and we and we got along and we're cool. You know, then you wake up, it's like light bulbs, like, oh, okay, I see what's really good. You gotta kind of you gotta think a little bit. And so, yeah, I just think um, there's a lot in there, but I just think that to to find what you struggle with, to overcome it, to talk. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously, like, when it comes to my faith, I mean, I don't think that there's anything that can replace Jesus. Like that, I don't, I don't, I honestly, like, I've seen anything, you know, I've seen, you know, we've all seen people with tons of cash and it's just like, that gets old. Like you hear millionaires, they're like, yeah, you walked into, you know, your crummy apartment today and you, you drove your Honda. He's like, the funny thing is, is like, I've hopped into my Lamborghini. Like, I mean, I'm sure it's awesome, but it's just like, it's not like it was the first time I bought it. You know what I'm saying? Like it, mm -hmm. it does get old. Like after you've had a Lamborghini and flown private jets, you know, for however many years, it gets old. Like it's still nice, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm. but there is like it there's that factor of like it doesn't you bought fill your soul. It doesn't fill your. It doesn't soul. fill. It doesn't fill your void. So it. No. So and possessions never will. Another person never will. Everybody will let you down. That's how I always tell kids. I'm like, don't ever put your faith in like a Christian band, a pastor, anything like that, because these are flawed human beings, and they will let you down, and then you're gonna be crushed, and then you're gonna feel like the world's, you know, coming down on you. So I was just like, so I always just tell people, man, I'm like, you know, if, if you know that Christian guy, you know, find, find some people, go to a church, just go check it out. Go to a good Christian church. You know, I, I would say Baptist. I'm ba I'm more of a Baptist, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but non-denominational, that's fine. Um, but just, and, and nowadays you could just kind of, because some people need it, man. Like some, I think everybody needs it, but some people need it more than others. And they're, they're, they're throwing pills down our throats. Like, Oh, you've got a little bit of anxiety here. Take this pill. Oh, you're, you know, now you're not like functioning, you know, they give you a pill for your anxiety to kind of bring you down. Then you get two down. Then they give you another pill to freaking jack you back up. Yeah. Oh, you're too jacked up. Well, here's another pill to counteract bring that. It's just like, it's, dude, it's, it's 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 no good man it's um i think a good solid christian like um nothing that a good solid christian like service man when i go i'm just like because i always have that in my mind with like what if i brought one of these death metal kids to one to a church where they've gotten something out of it i'm like a lot of times at my church i'm like dude there's no refuting like you would be like okay that was pretty good you know that was not bad and not as bad as I thought it would be, you know, I thought it was going to be Westboro Baptist, like God hates fags kind of thing. It's like, wow, no, that totally was not what I was expecting. And I think, and, and so many people think that yeah. it's crazy. Like so many people think that like, that's what Christians are all about. Like, that's like, that's all I'm saying. The media 
takes the crazies and throws them in your face and say, this is everybody that is Christian. And it's just like, and people believe it. I, I would think like, oh, okay, no one's going to believe that. Like these are crazy, but a lot of people do like, that's just their view of Christianity. So I did. I just think that like prayer, reading a little bit of Bible nowadays, you can just go to a podcast or you can find like some good, you can find someone with good solid teaching. You, you know, a Christian guy and you can be like, Hey dude, what's a good, like something that would like up like a new Christian or a new guy that's trying to, and I think, dude, and that would just open up so much inside of you that you can, like, spiritually, man, that would, like, enlighten you. It would, it would pump you up. It would, it would make you feel better. Because that's where I was, man. I was drinking. I was partying. I was hanging around with bad crowds. And, but I would go to church on Sundays. And I'd be like, God, this just feels good. It feels like a breath of fresh air. It feels like you're like when you like when you're in a muggy room or a muggy house and then you go into like some you open up some doors and there's this air conditioning hits you. That's how I felt when I was like in church. I was like, ah, oh, this is just cool, man. This is just like this is something that feeds your soul. And um, so that's that's I, that would be my ultimate goal, right? Like to get people to go to church to know Jesus. That's my ultimate goal. But to start off, I would just wish that people would talk to each other, yeah. talk to each other and humble yourself because you're never going to go to church. If you don't humble yourself, hmm. you're not, because you're going to think you're God. Your pride is going to just be way too, way too much. And God, that's not going to, it's not going to fly. You can't be, you can't believe in a God and be your own God. It's just like, it's one or the other. So, uh, that's, yeah. that was, yeah, that was beautiful. Perfectly said, man. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, you know, I yeah. try. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a lot, but I was just like, hey, well, no, no. I, I think about it a lot. So I kind of like, I love it. Words get all jumbled. No, I love it. Um, now what I do with every chat and this is the last segment, okay. um, it's called pick your poison. So what I do is I give you two options. They could be food related, movie related, music related, and you pick your favorite of the two. Um, a lot of people say this is their favorite part of the show because I think they can figure out what they need to do to take you out on a date. I think that's really what they're trying to figure out. So, okay. So we start off. So I'm, yeah, I'm picking what I would rather do out of the two. Yes. Okay. Okay. So would you prefer a pizza or a burger? Um, nine out of ten. I burger. Okay. Uh, Chinese takeaway or Indian takeaway? Oh, Chinese, 100%. Uh, would you prefer Pepsi or Coke? Coke. Okay. Uh, would you prefer to cook at home or eat out? <laughs> eat out. <laughs> yeah, easier. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So not, not as many plates to clean up and all that stuff, yeah. Uh, would you prefer to see a movie at the cinema? Or on the couch at home? At the movies. Do you prefer beach or snow? Beach. California kid, man. Yes. Um, <laughs> okay, would you prefer to skateboard or surf? Skateboard. Okay. 100%. Cat or dog? Dog. Yes. Kill cats. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's that's the big one. That's the one for me that is of most importance. I've got three dogs, and it's the most important question. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kill, kill all cats. Um, <laughs> would you prefer Slayer or Pantera? Pantera, one hundred percent. 
Uh, Cannibal Corpse or Black Dahlia Murder? Black Dahlia. Uh, Metallica or Megadeth? Metallica, 100%. Uh, Black Sabbath or Van Halen? Black Sabbath. Corn or Limp Bizkit? Corn. That was quick. <laughs> they didn't even wait. <laughs> um, do you prefer baseball or basketball? Baseball. Okay. Uh, do you prefer Mike Grabs or Stage Dives? Uh, so you're saying like Mike Grabs, like people like singing the songs? Or like mm-hmm. you're going to come up stage and take it? And- no, as in like you <laughs> hold the mic out or someone jumps I- up on stage and then jumps off the stage? Oh, yeah, that. Um, no, yeah, yeah, the, the, the mic. The, 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 holding it along. Yeah, yeah, hold it out. Would you prefer to see a show from the mosh pit or up the back near the mixing desk? Oh, mixing, 100%. I'm all for watching no, mosh pits, but not getting involved in mosh pits. No, 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 not at all, man. They're too crazy. Um, and the last one, would you prefer to own an album on CD, vinyl, or on your phone? Oh, I would I would much rather do... Um, so it's, you said CD, vinyl, or on my phone. So it's either CD or vinyl. Uh, I don't... Basically, the only reason I would want a vinyl is because it's bigger. Mm-hmm. And I, it's artwork. But CDs, for sure. I love CDs. Um, yeah, man, I, that was like... Here you go. What? No, no, it just, you know, I grew up in a, uh, I, I mean, I, I'm not old, but it's just like that transition happened really fast. You know how people were like, back in my day, we didn't have this. And then years and years and years later, it, that thing came to, you know, a, a better a better version of whatever, like from 8-track to tape. I don't know how long that was and the difference, but like it just seemed like CDs to MP3 was just like, I don't know. It just seemed like it happened, like because from I used to listen to CDs to like MP3s. It just seems like it was just one of the times. How old are you? I'm 36. Okay, I'm 32. Mm. It just seems like the because there's. It just seems like stuff is moving way faster with us nowadays. It is. You know what I mean? It is. And and you it, you are right. It was all CDs, and then yeah, before you knew it, oh CDs aren't in anymore. You can't yeah. buy a CD. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what? yeah, you can't buy them anymore. What? Like it just seemed like, yeah, from what I think from like one record cycle, like after there'll be violence or whatever, like a 2010 or something like that, 2012. It just seems like, yeah, Walmart, like all these, all our big stores that have like, no, we don't sell CDs anymore. It just happened. It just seemed like it was just done, right? I was just like, so yeah, no, but CDs were, um, cause I, cause I used to go to the C, you know, our, our local CD place, right? So, Nah, it was, that was always like a fun time because you get to like scour through and see the artwork. The artwork was big, right? Like, oh shoot, that's probably sick, and then check check it out or whatever. I'd buy stuff based on artwork and then yes. realize it's trash. Or, or even it. or even the record label. I used to buy some bands just based off the record label. Oh, exactly. Oh yeah, because you just trusted that you know they're gonna yeah. sign some. Yeah, you're like, oh, yeah, Metal for Blade. sure. Okay, yeah, I'll grab that band. Like, yeah, for sure. And then you get yeah. home and you go, this is horrible. What am I doing? Like, <laughs> yeah, horrible. No. I, was, I wasted so much money on that, dude. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, because it's just like you, 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 you trusted the art. Like, you're like, oh, my gosh. If they did that much time on artwork or this label that has you know, a good roster, you know, you're going to trust one of the two. And sometimes you just got like, oh, 
lord they would <laughs> this is like this is like their off band or whatever that they're gonna try to build up or something but um yeah no i gotta go with cd um gotta do cds dude wow like that has exceeded every expectation every you probably say that to all the girls yeah 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 no um um, i was i was to be honest i was a little bit nervous um in excitement and anticipation um because someone like yourself i wanted to achieve the conversation we had um and i was nervous yeah i was nervous maybe we wouldn't um and we did and wow yeah like like, i thought it was good it was really good i had fun time man well it was good chatting with you man thanks for having me Oh, you're an absolute legend, man. And thank you so, so much again, man, for taking time out. I really, really appreciate yeah, it, man. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, mutual, man. It was, it was a good time.
So that was my chat with Brooke from Impending Doom. And at the end there, you heard the band's tracks, Murderer and There Will Be Violence. Now, this is the moment where i got to remind you and inform you that if you haven't heard this band's music, get online, get into eBay, get down to your local record store. That's if you've got a local record store, mind you. And discover some of the most brutal yet uplifting it's very strange to say that but that's how i feel about it lots of great albums there lots to delve into also need to say thank you again brooke for taking time out for me and the mosh zone i can't emphasize how important it was for me and how much it meant for me much love much respect much appreciated so that's it that's the mosh zone episode 64 wrapped done dusted all locked away, done for this week. Guys, if you're a first-time listener, thank you for tuning in. I hope you come back over future weeks on future episodes. If you're a regular listener, thank you as always for tuning in and hope you come back in future weeks. This time of the show is when I remind you that we need your help to get out to more listeners. So, If you've got a few moments this week and you enjoyed this episode, share it on your social medias. Also, tell everyone you know about the Mosh Zone. Help us out. Help us grow this Mosh Zone community. Also, at this time of the show, I need to remind you that if you want to find Mosh News and Mosh Reviews, we have it all on our website and social medias. Our website is www.themoshzone.com. Our social medias are all at The Mosh Zone, and you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, don't forget, you can also get in touch through our email address, which is themoshzone at gmail.com. Get in touch, guys. Help us grow this Mosh Zone community. There's not much else to talk about. That is all of my rambling done. Thank you for tuning in. Have a great week. Stay safe. Open the pitch.